So hello there everyone, welcome to another episode of the Max Jenker Show. In this one, what I'll go over are some things you should always avoid when you are going no contact. Consider them mistakes, for example. So whether you just started, maybe you're months in, maybe you're a few weeks into no contact, I know it's difficult. Well, there are things you should never do. Not only will the things that you should never do, which I will list in this episode, prevent you from recovering faster and feeling like yourself again, they might and probably will also sabotage your chances of getting your eggs back. So let's go to mistake number one, repression and suppression. Suppressing and repressing your emotions means essentially pushing them down instead of feeling them wholly. Now, the difference between the two is that when we repress our emotions, we push them down unconsciously, so without our conscious awareness. But when we suppress them, we push them down consciously, so we know that we are doing it, we know it's bad for us, yet we still do it. In both cases, the more you do it, the worse you will feel, the more negative feelings you will feel, and the more needy you can actually become. And if you become like really, really needy, you can do a lot of stupid stuff. You can engage in a lot of really dumb behaviors like chasing after your ex, pursuing after your ex, trying to plead with them to give you another shot, begging them to come back, showing up at their doorstep unannounced at like 3 a.m. with, you know, chocolate and roses in hand or whatever you like, stuff like that, really shitty behaviors like that. Therefore, my advice here is that you should always feel your emotions entirely. Now, okay, in theory, yes, that's feeling your emotions. How do you do this in practice, though? Well, when you feel sad, when you feel angry when you feel some sort of an emotion that's negative, go and find an outlet for it, although make sure it's a healthy one. For example, if you're sad, go lock yourself into a room, go cry it out, no worries at all. If you're pissed off, go and punch a punching bag, or maybe go to the gym and have like a like really aggressive workout. Just don't For example, if you're mad about your ex, don't go, I don't know, punching a hole in the wall or kicking your dog in the face. If you're sad, don't do self-harm. Don't engage in self-critique. That's what I mean when I say you should always look for healthy outlets for your emotions. Now, our second mistake on our list is very similar to this, and it's called escapism. Escapism is essentially when you avoid feeling or overcoming painful feelings, painful emotions, by indulging in various trivial pursuits and distractions. This is very similar to suppression and repression that we mentioned just earlier. However, it's not quite the same. For example, what are these trivial pursuits and distractions people usually engage with to avoid dealing with their emotions? Well, there's playing video games. This was what I've done when I was going through my own breakups, for example, breakup, for example. I was 
playing video games basically the whole day, every day. Uh, then there's also excessive exercise and excessive drinking, excessive shopping. Don't get me wrong, there's nothing bad or unhealthy about an occasional distraction. What is bad and unhealthy is when that occasional distraction becomes, well, not occasional anymore, but frequent. And when you start doing it in a way where you're not even aware that you're doing it anymore. So, for example, it's fine if you would, like, distract yourself by playing video games two hours to get your mind off of your breakup. But it's not okay to play video games for four or five hours, let's say, without the knowledge that you're even using those video games as a way to not think about the breakup, to distract yourself from it. That's what I mean here. Now, actually, the inverse of suppression, repression, and escapism, the third mistake on our list is actually overexpression. Or in another way to put it is lousy emotional management. And this is something that I see time and time again with people who are trying to get over a breakup. They meet up with a friend, let's say, for coffee, and they suddenly go on this two-hour-long rant about what big of a bitch or an asshole their ex is, how they are a victim, how it's not fair that they've got dumped or broken up. And so they, for hours on end start to basically shit-talk their ex and just whine about their breakup, their situation, and their internal experience in general. And that's what I mean when I say overexpression. Don't do it. It's really annoying and frustrating for the people around you, and it definitely will not do you any good. Any sort of whining and moping around about your breakup, it's not gonna do you any good. I'm not saying repress your feelings, to be clear. I'm just saying don't go on a fucking two-hour-long rant about your ex and your situation. Then we have validation-seeking, the fourth big mistake people do when it comes to no contact. While they're doing no contact, they are searching for validation either from their ex, from their parents, from their friends, just something that makes them feel good about themselves. And truth be told, this is the wrong way to go about it. You should not be trying to get validation from external sources, like other people or even um, objects in day-to-day life. Maybe like, not really objects, but basically what I'm referring to are like tweets or Instagram posts from people that you respect or brands that you respect and admire. What you need to do instead is find validation in yourself. Or to put it another way, perhaps a better way, to find internal validation, to validate yourself internally. That's what you need to do. Yes, this is more difficult than just, you know, just going about your day-to-day life and saying, yeah, I validate myself. It is a bit more difficult, and it does sometimes entail uh, reaching out to a therapist. However, I am not saying... Or, let me put it in another way, I'm saying there's a fine line. I'm not saying you should not care about what other people think of you. That's impossible, by the way. And I am just saying that you should, in a larger percentage, care about what you you think about yourself. 
Not that she, so to paraphrase it or to summarize it, care about what other people think and whether or not they validate you, care more about what you think and care more about how you validate yourself. Okay, so that's that. Our fifth mistake, high expectations. And look, I understand the the high expectations around no contact, be that around breakup recovery or getting an ex back. A lot of people, they've been brainwashed by other ex back advice, which is just like often very, very shady, very slimy. A lot of people in this industry tell you only what you want to hear because it what gets them to sell more products. Uh, the point is, if you have expectations along the lines of, it's only going to take me a few weeks and I'm going to feel like myself again, or it's only going to take me a few weeks or months and my ex is going to reach out at which point I can invite them on a date, start a reattraction process, and we'll, we're going to live happily ever after, whatever. That's not reality. The reality is you're going to suffer for no contact probably more than a few weeks, probably for most people for a few months. So mentally prepare yourself for that. The best way that I found to do it is to visualize the worst case scenarios so you can mentally prepare yourself well if one of them happens. And this doesn't just entail breakup recovery. I'm also saying your ex probably, well, they might reach out actually. You probably will not get them back because the chances, like we have statistics on that. We have my anecdotal evidence as well as a really cool study from a competitor of mine, Exbeck permanently, a 3,000 plus participant study, basically fi- finding that about 30% of people get back together with their ex and only 15% of those people, of those 30%, stay together for good. So the odds of getting your ex back for good they're really, really bad. And while no contact can propel them to reach out, it's not a miracle cure that most people in this industry are trying to illustrate or paint it as. It's not a panacea for reattraction if you catch my drift. But anyway, to not drag this topic along too for too long, let's talk about obsession. This is the next mistake on our list. And this is something that just goes hand in hand with no contact. Like, it's obvious when you separate yourself from your ex for a certain period of time, the initial few weeks are going to be riddled with a lot of obsession, a lot of rumination. You're going to go over your relationship. You're going to go over the highlight reel of your relationship. You're going to think about your ex all the time. And as much as this is dangerous... As much as this leads to neediness, to prolonging your recovery, first of all, first of all, accept it that it's just there and you can't really control it or you can't really eliminate it. That's what I'll say. However, what you can do is become more aware of it, more aware of your rumination and obsession, and learn how to manage it better. One cool way of doing this is to simply remind yourself whenever you think about your ex that it's not really healthy for your, well, mental health. And then maybe distract yourself with something, but do it consciously. Plan the distractions beforehand, before you engage in them, because you don't want to refer back to a mistake that I've talked about earlier. You don't want it to become escapism. You want to 
you want it to become a healthy distraction instead. Also, I won't go deep into this because this is a topic that I could talk about for a long time. If you're suffering from a lot of rumination and obsessive thoughts, it's really wise to look into something called cognitive behavioral therapy or CBT for short. Just type it into Google and Google specifically cognitive behavioral therapy exercises and you're going to get a lot of, I think, really good advice and activities that you can do to kind of lessen your rumination. Next off, uh, this is going to be mistake number seven, bedmouthing your, your ex. So, uh, uh, voice crack, sorry. So, put plainly, don't talk shit about your ex to your friends, especially, especially not mutual one. I know you can be pretty emotional right now, but you've got to prevent yourself from slipping. Regardless of how often friends promise you that they won't tell your ex how you've made fun of them, how you've talked behind their back, there's always one or two bad apples who actually will tell tell your ex these things, and it's gonna screw up your chances of, re- of reattraction by a large margin. If you're just trying to recover from the breakup, no, it won't really... It won't really damage the recovery process, although it can lead to drama, which can then lead to damage in the recovery process. However, if you're someone who wants to get their eggs back, do fucking not talk behind their back. Do not badmouth them. Just skip that stuff altogether, because it can very easily blow up in your face. Now, the last mistake I will mention is handling social media immaturely. This is where a lot of people go wrong, and when I say don't handle it immaturely, I'm referring to a couple of things. Don't stalk your ex, don't share those cringy, depressing, or sad quotes and memes on your social media profiles, you know, the ones that, like, everyone knows they're talking, they're implying your breakup, that they're talking about your breakup and your ex, and... Usually those come across as like very weak, very pitiful, and it's not something that will generate a positive reaction in your ex or just about anyone who sees them. I'm also referring to avoiding tactics that also get thrown around a lot in this industry, industry, sadly. Uh, Jealousy tactics, specifically, like for example, posting pictures of other really attractive people of the opposite sex on your social media just, you know, to get your ex to be become jealous, to get your ex to ultimately like you more, to find you more enticing because it seems like you have options even though you don't. And even if you do, like, just don't do that. It's manipulative as hell. Also, if you just aren't a, an avid social media user and suddenly you start posting these exciting updates from your life, with the intention of kind of manipulating your ex into, into well, enticing them into peaking their attraction. If you're, if you're not doing that already, creating those kinds of posts and posting them already, don't do it. Your ex can quickly realize that you're just trying to play them and you're gonna have a lot of drama on your hands, potentially. Now, in general, I do recommend everyone in this case, in this situation, when they're in no contact, to go on a social media detox. This is something that goes hand in hand with this mistake of not using social media immaturely because a social media detox is literally going to prevent you 
from using social media immaturely. Now, here's how, for example, to do it. And by the way, you can read an article that I have on my website called The Social Media Detox. Uh, the website obviously being maxjanker.com, my, uh, my popular blog, my baby. Well, to give you a summary of what I wrote in that article, you want to, first of all, unfollow your ex on all social media platforms. You want to delete your chats. You want to delete your email exchanges. You want to also delete your ex's phone number, your texting exchanges, and all of your private photos and videos. Now, also, you might want to unfollow anyone who may trigger an ex-related memory or upset you. So these are people that maybe share some, like, relationship quotes on, let's say you're using Facebook. So, uh, yeah, on Facebook, that might reopen your breakup wounds and get you to miss your ex more. Also, unfollow people who, for example, post their exciting updates from their, let's say, thriving love life, or at least a love life that's better than yours. You don't want to follow those kind of people because they might just reopen your breakup wounds because you will see their posts and, well, you just might get a little bit jealous and a little bit envious about the whole thing. You get the point. It's also really smart to set up newsfeed killers and website and app blockers on your computer or on your phone. Right now, I'm using a blocker called Cold Turkey, So it basically blocks certain websites that I would otherwise, while I'm working, browse to kind of procrastinate a bit. So your Twitters, your Instagrams, your YouTubes, stuff like that. I suggest you do the same thing yourself. Not only will this help break up recovery, especially if you're like stalking your ex, it will also help in terms of making you more productive. Now, a couple of caveats to this social media detox. If you want your ex back, do not delete the social media pictures of you and them together, the public ones, that is. That will only leave a bad taste in your ex's mouth if they ever see it, which can lower their attraction for you, which can therefore lower your chances of getting back together. However, if you want to just get over your ex for good and be done with it, and you're not working or living together or share kids or pets together, not only can you delete those pictures? I think you should also block them any, ev- everywhere. Now, again, this is only under the condition that you do not have to, well, communicate at all. So as you can probably see, the social media detox, it's essentially a conscious, at, at its most simplest, it's a conscious elimination or restriction of social media for a set period of time. You can do it for 30 days, you can do it 60, you can do it 90 days. Really, it really depends on your relationship with social media and whether you use it for work or not. So that's pretty much it. Those are the mistakes people make during no contact that you should avoid at all costs. I'm curious what you think about this episode and I really hope you liked it. I am going to see you in the next one and thank you for tuning in. Uh, Take care. Hang in there. That's it.